to the Jiggy Jaguar radio show on the network. Back here live. We're back here live for an all-new episode of Build, Grow, and Enjoy. And we have got a great guest with us today. going to join us here on the telephone here in just a few moments. And we go to the telephones. Go ahead and uh, give us a brief introduction on yourself. Tell us a little about yourself, my friend. Hi, I'm uh, Frances Schoonmaker. Um, I'm uh, a mother, a grandmother, um, and an educator, uh, and author. And I'm here to talk about my new book, uh, Sid Johnson and the Phantom Slave Stealer. Fantastic. So when did you begin writing this incredible book? I've been working on this book for about two years. Um, the book, um, I don't know whether you, your listeners prefer to hear what the book is about first or why I decided to write it, but I can, I can go either way with well, that. Well, t- t- tell us why you decided to write it. That, 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 that's, that, that was the question I asked. So, 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 so tell me why okay. you decided to write it. Uh, well, this is a book that kids ask me to write. Um, I'm a retired university professor. So when I finished my first book for kids, it was book one in what became a trilogy, the last Crystal Trilogy. Um, I, uh, before I sent it out for publication, I piloted it in some classrooms. Um, and, what, and I met with the kids after I'd had, you know, the teachers had read it aloud to them. And what just absolutely blew me away was that they said, we loved it. We liked the fantasy. It was a historical fantasy that follows the Santa Fe Trail. Um, but could you write us a book that follows the trail all the way to California? And and it isn't a fantasy. It just is about what happened. I was so excited to know that they were that interested in the history that I vowed that when I finished with this trilogy, that's what I would do. So uh, it's what got me started, and I decided to use a character from the first book, but uh, tell his backstory and and really he's never involved in the fantasy part of the story so it made a, a good uh, connection between the two works so um, you know there's been a lot of talk about um, the underground race railroad recently and I thought well wouldn't it be interesting if a family decided to go west to follow the Santa Fe Trail because if something happened that happened that was related to the Underground Railway. And so that was sort of the inspiration for it. And then once I got into the history, it sort of carried itself along. We have got a great guest for this today. She joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, buildgrowandenjoy.com. So tell us a little bit more about the book. Okay, well... Uh, the book begins in southern Illinois in 1855, and it ends on the Santa Fe Trail in Council Grove. Um, it's a lot closer to where you are than than to where I am in Baltimore uh, today. But it's set in that period before the Civil War, uh, during what was referred to uh, as the Great Westward Migration. So Sid Johnson is a boy whose parents claimed that they don't know anything about a slave stealer who's so effective that slaveholders call him a phantom. But when he discovers that their farm is a stop on the Underground Railroad, Sid is not only totally surprised because he had no idea this was going on, but he 
starts to wonder if his parents are telling him the truth about that and about a lot of other things. But he overhears bounty hunters threaten his father and decides that he's going to have to take action to protect the family if his parents are going to be breaking the law. Because ever since the Missouri Compromise was passed in the 1850s, you were not uh, legally allowed to hold someone who was a freedom seeker, um, even though you were in a free state, and Illinois was a free state. So he decides to take action, but before his plans were in place, bounty hunters burned the barn. So in effect, their stop on the Underground Railroad is compromised. His parents decide that with the Civil War brewing and no longer being able to participate in something that's been really important to them, they're going to go west to California. So Sid's disappointed because he's not going to get to find out any more about the phantom slave dealer. And he's not really enthusiastic about going west, but he is glad that he's going to be leaving the slave question behind, or so he thinks. He's about to find out that the ugly shadow of slavery, slavery reaches all the way past the Johnson Farm and onto the Santa Fe Trail, and that his involvement with the Phantom Slave Dealer is just beginning. So that's a book in a nutshell without any spoilers. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, buildgrowandenjoy.com. So give us more on the characters. Talk to us about the character development of these books. Okay, well, the protagonist, the main character is Sid. And, you know, Sid's just a, a really good guy. I wanted to write a book about a kid who's like most kids. He's from a family that cares about him. He doesn't have any superpowers. He wants to do what's right, but he doesn't always get it right. So Sid can't do anything that kids that you know, kids that live next door to you, couldn't do, or maybe with you, (laughs) couldn't do if they were in similar circumstances. Um, So, you know, that's kind of a risk because kids are really addicted to superpowers and a lot of violence. So is it going to be boring? Well, I don't think so, because there's plenty of adventure around waiting for us if our eyes are open, and Sid's eyes get open pretty fast. So he is the protagonist. His parents are both very much a part of the book. His mother is, um, in addition to being someone who runs a household on a farm in southern Illinois in 1855 and 1856, his mother is um, someone who has always assisted the local doctor. She has um, kind of a knack for doctoring. She's an expert midwife, and she the only thing she's ever refused to do is surgery, but the doctor that she worked with says that he'd just soon have her do sur- surgery as a lot of people with medical training. So she has these skills, uh, plus she's a, a very compassionate and caring person. His father is... Um, you know, very deeply involved in the farming community. He knows how to um, do a lot of things that people had to do during um, earlier times, from make a shoe to, you know, to fix a plow. But he has to learn how to drive oxen, and he has to learn uh, what's necessary to equip a wagon to go on uh, the Santa Fe Trail. So he comes from this um, great family. He has two siblings a younger brother who is there providing comic relief in only the way about a five-year-old can do, and then a little sister who's 
coming on strong, but still sucks her thumb. <laughs> so this, this is his family unit, and they're very, very important to the story. Uh, in addition to those characters, while they're in Illinois, they live next door to a family that has been deeply involved in the abolitionist movement, so much so that um, the woman who runs the farm with her adopted sons has uh, been left a widow. Her adopted sons are both uh, young men who now have families and uh, own the farm with her, but they were adopted as slaves. They were bought by her and by her husband at an auction um, when they had been captured um, their parents were killed trying to get them to freedom. So this um, puts a little interesting uh, in the mix of, of the book and the context, because through this family, the Herald family, we learn that people in Illinois are really, for the most part, really happy to help um, freedom seekers, but they don't want them living next door. Um, so... Uh, he, the family, the two families are very closely tied, and we learn more about that as the book proceeds. So those are the main characters in in the book. So what kind so of reading? Would you like to know? Pardon? Well, I was getting ready to ask you a question, my friend. What kind of reactions have you been getting to the book so far? Well, I've been getting really, really positive reaction. That has, in a way, it's kind of surprised me. Uh, I've gotten great reaction from the kids who've, you know, read the advanced copies, and and then from um, reviewers. Um, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, reviews is um, on the cover of the book, and and it says that I, you know, it's how, that I'm telling a really great story that doesn't shy away from some of the ugly truth about our history. So people have been responding very positively to the book. But there is one thing I think that people typically ask, and it may be one of the questions in your you know, uh, list of questions to ask that you want to ask, but one of the questions I get is how I can take on the perspective of an African-American uh, if I'm a white woman and I am a white woman. Um, you know, how do I write from an African-American perspective? And so I thought I might just answer that before you ask it. <laughs> okay. Go right um, ahead. I've never, I have never in the history of doing interviews, and I have been doing interviews since 1993, I've never had a guest uh, want their, in the middle of the interview, interrupt the host so they could ask, uh, so they could ask a question and answer their own question. This is monumental. Go ahead, my friend. Please do this. <laughs> well, I hope I didn't interrupt you rudely. <laughs> and well, so, go, go ahead. <laughs> you, you have this question that you just really want answered or something. Go ahead, my friend. Then we're going to move on. Yeah, I want, I want to answer that question because I think it really is a critical one because there's been, and, and it does relate to your earlier question about reactions to the book, there's been a great deal of criticism of um, people who come from a white privileged perspective trying to write about um, people who are you know, coming from minority perspectives. And so I think it, it, you know, it is critical to address that. So the first thing I would want to say in answer to that is that I don't try to be, pretend to be somebody I'm not. Um, 
this is uh, not a white savior story. It's not about um, you know a, a family who's helping people on the um, underground railroad and rescuing people who have no agency themselves. Um, it is amazing the kind of um, agency and the kind of grit that people who were held in slavery actually exhibited. The people who participated in trying to assist them did a very, very small uh, and crucial, but very small part in helping them uh, make their way to freedom. Um, and so I I want to address that very carefully. And one of the things that I did that, you know, any good writer will do is I did ask uh, for some cultural readings on it to make sure I wasn't uh, representing the people that I'm looking at as Sid Johnson um, in ways that wouldn't be authentic or, or wouldn't be appropriate. So um, I'm really talking about people who are observed through the eyes of this boy and who um, have a great deal of agency in themselves. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. So how is this book relevant in today's society? Well, the fact is, we still have these issues, don't we? Uh, we still have the issues, uh, the issue of how we're going to relate to each other as, as self and not as other. Uh, you know, and are we open to accepting people who have very different backgrounds? And theoretically, you know, some of us can say, yeah, you know, um, particularly uh, maybe those of us who come from um, a Christian perspective would say, you know, this is how we want to act. We want to meet people with kindness, and we want to be open and welcoming uh, to other. But that's easy to say, but not necessarily so easy to do. Um, and that that keeps, um, you know, we're we're constantly reminded of that in the news, in uh, the stories about uh, tensions uh, between races, and the fact that you know we have a legacy that we just haven't figured out how to put to rest. Uh, and I hope that, that books like this one that I'm writing address that, bring it to the fore, and help us to, you know, to talk to each other and, and help people like me learn how to listen. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. Who do you envision to be the potential readers for this book? Anybody that likes a good story. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, uh, I target it to uh, kids who are in that upper, middle grade, lower high school age range. Uh, it's a great read aloud for a kid who's 10 years old or older. Um, and, and many tenures olds would be able to read the book, but uh, you know the vocabulary and the concepts are targeted to a little slightly older. But I have to tell you, um, you know, I have a few fans, and my oldest fan just turned 100 <laughs> so this summer. So it it is a book I think that uh, anyone in the family might be able to read. You know, who's able to handle the vocabulary and and to enjoy. We have got a great guest with us today. So tell us how we get this book and uh, how we can connect with you on the web and, and everywhere else. Okay. Well, um, I have to tell you, James, I'm a real fan of the local independent bookstore. And so I do encourage people 
to ask for it, you know, and and order it uh, through their local bookstore. Uh, it might be a little bit hard to remember Francis Schoonmaker, um, but I think uh, anybody could type into a search engine Sid Johnson and the phantom slave stealer, and they'll find out more than they want to know about me, <laughs> as, as well as my website. My website um, is uh, F. Schoonmaker, S-C-H-O-O-N-M-A-K-E-R, at, um, or, or .com, and so they can find me uh, that way. It, the book's also available online through the usual online outlets, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Book Depository, Amazon. So there are a variety of ways one can go about getting it. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us and uh, coming on our broadcast, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a pleasant, pleasant day. Well, thank you. Okay, we are going to go to our next guest. Here, a Bill Grow and a G.I.